You're listening to Vox Talk, the voiceover industry's number one podcast, brought to you by Voices.com. It's about voice acting, growing your business, and sharing your knowledge. Vox Talk is a show that you can be a part of. Getting involved is both fun and rewarding. It's time for this week's episode of Vox Talk. Hi, I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Carmi Levy. Thank you so much for joining us. We have lots on the go this week, so let's get started. In Tech Talk, we've got some exciting new updates to the Voices.com website that promise to make it even easier for you to look for opportunities and manage your audition process and your career. And in Voxbox, are you doing everything you can to promote yourself as a voice professional? We'll share some promotion best practices and how you can start building your plan. But first, it's time for the biz. The biz, helping you grow your voiceover business. There's been a lot of buzz in recent years about online translation tools like Google Translate and Bing Translate. Microsoft made headlines a couple of months ago with updates to Skype that allow real-time translation as you speak. All this technology is driving speculation that real, human translators could be replaced, that machines can do a better job of translating between languages than trained, experienced professional translators can. I'll admit, Stephanie, that very prospect frightens me. Do you think we should be worried? I don't think so. Uh, Like The same with voice and anything. Uh, There has to be some kind of intent and interpretation understanding behind what is produced. Otherwise, it may be out of context. It might not be the right inflection or tone. Uh, You know, these things, they come up all the time. Can a robot replace a human? In some ways, yes. Like you've heard about the robots that will go around and clean your house for you now. Like I, I don't recall the name of this particular robot, but it can basically clean your living room floor. But will that, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I would want a robot doing that in my house personally. (laughs) I think there's a big difference between robots that clean your floor, clean your house, and robots that convincingly uh, reproduce the human experience. And so I think robots do great things like vacuum carpet, put rivets on an airplane or a car, uh, spot weld uh, two pieces of metal repetitive tasks, simple tasks that only robots can do and can probably do more safely and inexpensively than humans, absolutely. But when it comes to language, which is so subject to human subtlety, uh, to context, to tone, uh, I just don't think the technology is quite there yet. And I'll wear my hat as a technologist. Machine translation is an incredibly difficult thing to pull off. And if you look at where we're at now, it can do a passable job, but can it really convince you that you are actually from a particular region with a particular dialect and you have a specific command to the language? Absolutely not. And it's going to take decades of of continued advancement in engineering and probably supercomputer levels of computing power until we even get remotely close. And even then, I'm willing to bet we'll still be able to tell the difference. Well, we can tell the difference now for sure, because there's all kinds of scripts that may come across your email or, you know, on a website. Perhaps you're, you're reading audition scripts from, from anywhere. And you happen to see that, wow, these translations look like they were put through an online translator. They're and a little off, aren't they? Yeah. And you kind of, you know, it's just like, you know, when you're reading someone's Facebook update, for instance, and it's in a different language, maybe you have friends in other countries and they're writing their native tongue. And it says, translate this. And sometimes that doesn't even come across very clearly. So it it would be really difficult to believe that we would want to entrust very important messages and very specific messages uh, into the hands of of these devices. So you're going to see for 
you know, decades to come, probably still the need for a human to be behind this, because there are messages that need to be delivered very subtly, um, you know, messages that um, if miscommunicated, you have one word in the wrong order, uh, you know, a comma in the wrong place, as we know, comments do save lives, people. So anyway, but you want to make sure that whatever you have that's being communicated is exactly what you intended. And one of the only ways to do that, for sure, is to have someone who's a native speaker translating and working with with you to best understand what your vision is for that message and how those people who uh, are on the receiving end are meant to hear it. Right on. Well, I feel a whole lot better about that. Looks like translators are going to have jobs for some time to come. Coming up next, in Tech Talk, you may have noticed some improvements to how you can view jobs on the Voices.com website. We'll take a closer look. Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape. If you've been using Voices.com to find jobs and audition for them, we've got some great news for you. We've added a bunch of new features to the way you search for jobs on our website and the way that you manage your search results. So you'll find them in jobs in the hiring section after you've logged in. Now, the big new feature is called table filters. And this makes it easier to zero in on exactly the right jobs that you want to review and audition for. For starters, the search jobs box now allows you to search all jobs by keyword as well as by job ID. So when the job list loads, you'll see up to 10 jobs at a time. But if you want to see more, just change the filter setting to see 25, 50, or even 100 jobs at a time. That's right, Carmi. We've also made it easier to sort the list of jobs after you've run the search. So to sort jobs by job ID, title, language status, or posted date, all you need to do is just click on the column title, and the list will automatically reorder itself. So columns can be listed in ascending and descending order. We've also added a show hide columns button that lets you view which columns are displayed or even remove the columns that don't interest you from your view. And if you want to start from scratch, use the new Reset All Filters button. And this will help you return to the default view of all the jobs that matched your original search. All of these great new features reduce the amount of time spent on sorting through jobs, which gives you more time to zero in on the jobs that interest you most. Which, of course, leaves more time for you to prepare for auditions and dig even deeper for more opportunities. Interestingly, all of these changes came from you. We're always receiving suggestions about how we can improve our services, and we do our best to incorporate as much of your feedback into the way our website works. All right, so, so you know how this works. If you have any suggestions for future improvements, uh, maybe a feature that you've been putting on that uh, wish list or maybe uh, tucked away somewhere on a, a list of things that you really want to see happen at Voices.com, then all you need to do is get a hold of us. And, and you can do this in a number of different ways. So one, of course, is using the VoxTalk hashtag. Of course, you can reach out that way online. Um, but if you really want this to get seen quickly by somebody who can log it and consider it as a feature request, what you're going to want to do is just email support at voices.com. Uh, there's an email form on our website for support as well if you would rather go online and submit it that way. Uh, we really do want to hear what you have to say because as you know, our website really has been built based upon feedback from you, our members, and people who really enjoy using the website. I'm looking forward to seeing what everyone comes up with. All right, so that's it for this week's Tech Talk. Now, coming up next in VoxBox, we're going to talk about how you can promote yourself to raise awareness and get more work. VoxBox, sharing your audio feedback. Voiceover professionals are so busy with the creative side of their careers that oftentimes they're spending less time on promotion than they'd like. 
that would be a significant mistake as you want to invest in raising awareness of your brand and your capabilities so that everything else being equal, you will come to mind when studios, producers, or casting directors go looking for talent. This is absolutely true. And I, I know that whenever I see something unique about a talent, I remember it. And, you know, it could be something that they've included on their Twitter description, you know, that little bio, you got maybe a handful of characters to describe what you do. Um, You know, this happened with somebody, I'll give you actually an example of this. Um, Sometimes we're asked to kind of help tap um, talent to go and speak at different places, maybe to uh, to represent um, you know their view of, of the marketplace somewhere. Um, at any rate, one opportunity came up for somebody uh, to speak at somewhere that had to do with uh, an industry related topic. And because I remembered what they put in their Twitter account and the description field about their talent and what they can do, they were the first person who came to mind. It was like a no brainer for me. Sounds like they really know what they're doing, and it also sounds like they've got a promotional. Plan, plan already in play. Uh, it sounds like they've given it the thought that they're not just waiting for casting directors, for those who make the decisions to come to them. They're taking their talent to them, making themselves stand out. Yeah, you got to be memorable, people. You have to differentiate yourself from the next talent because you're all voice artists, but you have very different instruments and gifts and ways that you're using your voice to communicate. And so if you know what it is that you do very well, and it's, you know, your signature voice, it's how you make the majority of your income, then you should really be playing that out there. That's what you should be promoting. So if you're an audiobook narrator, or if you happen to be really great at voicing for children's apps, then play that. Like you have to let people know, otherwise they won't just find you. And, you know, when you're doing this, make sure that you have similar descriptions on all of your social channels, uh, that you have the same headshot representing you on all of them, because um, I just find that when there is consistency, then a brand is there, right? So you want to make sure that everything is connected, it's not disjointed, so that when someone actually meets you in real life and, uh, you know, gets to talk to you, they can remember all of that digital kind of collateral that you've built up for your brand online and and they'll know exactly who you are and what you do and you'll receive more opportunities because of it. It also means that you're not competing against everyone uh, in sort of the same audition format. In other words, you stand out. So in many cases, they know you before the audition process even moves forward. In some cases, they may even bypass the audition if they know that you are the voice that they want to work with. Certainly, there are clients who are looking out there for talent, um, and that's one way, definitely. Uh, But, you know, not every client is out there scouting, we'll say, for talent and and kind of being in those groups and and watching what they say online. Um, So in that way, how is it that someone might have a, a set of best practices to adopt that they can promote themselves uh, to to not just people who may be out where they happen to already be, but maybe just in general terms? Well, the first thing you need to do is set the time aside. In other words, recognize that a certain percentage of your work week needs to be devoted toward promotion. Is it 10%? Is it 20%? It'll vary depending on who you are and what you want to accomplish, but you've got to allocate that time. And if it's 10%, then it's probably a certain part of every day. Maybe you start the day focusing on promotion um, and don't move into creative, don't move into auditioning or anything else until you've finished your actual promotion and outreach activities. You'll also want to make sure that uh, promotion 
promotion is up to you. In other words, it's not up to any agents or agencies that you work with. It's not up to your colleagues. It's not up to the companies that hire you. It's entirely up to you. So review uh, all of your outward-facing uh, pieces of collateral. So your social media channels, your website, all of the content that you create to promote yourself, that's you. That's your story. You're entirely responsible for creating it and getting it into the hands of the people who matter. You'll also want to make sure that you have metrics. In other words, how do you know that you're succeeding? Is it however many people are following you on Twitter? Is it how many jobs that you got from social media? Uh, again, it'll be different based on who you are, but you want to make sure that you're measuring your promotion success over time so that you can adjust your activities. The things that aren't working, you can stop them or reduce the priority. And the things that are working, you can spend more time focusing on those. We often, I think, put too much of an emphasis on online uh, marketing. So for those of you who, who uh, really do not enjoy that aspect of uh, just getting your, your name out there and you're not a fan of social media, maybe you're burnt out, uh, you know, that happens to everybody. In fact, I know that I've pared down my own social networks and, and where I spend my time. Uh, so when you are considering metrics and you're documenting, you know, what's working, what's not and all these different efforts, remember that being in person with people, going to events, um, networking, having business cards. I mean, if you don't have a stack of 250 business cards at the ready, then you need to. Um, there are a number of different websites you can go to to order these. Uh, you know, we have a, a handful that we've recommended over the years. Um, but, you know, you need to have all the practical, regular, traditional uh, ways of marketing your voice and, and really treating yourself as a business. It, it is so easy to only think that promotion resides in the world of online. And it doesn't. We're just one part of that. Voices.com is a big part of it, uh, but we know that there's more to it. So uh, if you are going out seeing people, uh, your business community actually knows who you are and what you do. You've found ways to give back. You're involved uh, as a public speaker, perhaps, in different capacities. You speak at schools. Maybe you volunteer in the library to read. You know, there are any number of ways that you can be more visible. So uh, for those of you who really, really wanted and needed to hear this message, uh, I'm just, I just, it, it just felt like I needed to give it to you today. So um, all, everything we're saying is, is great. You can try any number of these ideas. But what you're going to want to do, of course, is whatever works best for your business. And if that means focusing on one area more than another, then that's great. You just have to know where the fruits of your labor are coming from and how you can best apply that to your entire business. Sounds like a great plan, Stephanie. Thanks. Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Carmi Levy. To continue the conversation on Twitter, use the hashtag VoxTalk. We'll be back next week. See you then.